Hi there, this is Alyssa from Unbusy, taking the overwhelm out of introverted mom life. Today, we have a bonus episode for you all about how to ditch wellness overwhelm. We're bringing on a guest, Lauren Chante, to talk about wellness specifically for women who want to go beyond the ordinary diet culture terms. Lauren helps women stop jumping from diet to diet and find what works for their unique bodies and lives so they can get results while protecting their sanity. So hi, Lauren. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. I love that you speak to the go-getting woman who strives to feel good in her body. So tell us a little of your backstory. How did you get started in all this? What drove you to begin speaking about this direction? Yeah, so um, I started personal training when I was 19 years old. It feels like forever ago now. So I've been in my field for almost 15 years at this point, and I personal trained. I got my master's degree in exercise science, worked with some professional athletes, collegiate athletes, did a celebrity personal training stint, and then uh, took a break from working and had kids. I had my oldest. And after I had my oldest, about 18 months after having him, I was really struggling to get my pre-baby body back. And, and those of you who are listening and can't see me, I'm making air quotes because we all know that we hate the phrase pre-baby body. <laughs> But that's what I was striving to do at that time. And I was so frustrated and overwhelmed because I wasn't getting results. And I actually had a brush with an eating disorder. I found myself in my downstairs bathroom one day making myself throw up, you know, kneeling on the tile in front of the toilet and just thinking to myself, like, what am I doing? What is going on? I was the last person I ever thought who would come even close to developing an eating disorder. And there I was ironically supposed to be an expert on weight loss already, already having been in the fitness industry for several years. And I got up out of the bathroom and walked into my living room and I sat down on the wood floor. I just had, I was just like, what is happening? And I all of a sudden felt this wave of peace wash over me where it was like, wait, like I am not the problem here. And for me, I'm spiritual. So I feel like that was a God moment where it was just like, whew, somebody needed to tell me that it wasn't me. But I knew in that moment that if it wasn't me, it meant that everything that I had learned about wellness, weight loss, even motherhood up until that point was wrong. And I needed to do a deep dive into it. So I spent the next eight years after that, just really learning everything that I could to help myself. But ultimately, and it ended up turning into my own unique method of coaching wellness. And so my goal really is to help women to get the results that they're looking for from their wellness while protecting their sanity. Because for me, that's what I almost lost in that experience. I almost lost my sanity in a way that would have ultimately lost me my health. And it really wasn't because of me, but it was up to me to figure figure out what to do and then to pay it forward to other women. That's so good. I'm so glad God met you in that moment. Yeah. So you talk about understanding wellness in a whole new way. I'd love to know what's your definition of wellness. I really ask my students to define it for themselves and not to listen to my definition of it, because the truth is wellness really means something different to every person. Most of us have this like really basic underlying knowledge that it includes body, mind, and spirit in some way, but we really need to drill into what that means to each of us. Cause there are so many facets of it that are so unique with all of our different backgrounds. So one of the first things that I do with my students is we create something called the wellness web, which is like this graphic organizer. Cause I'm super into like worksheets and organizers cause I'm a giant nerd. And like, it's like putting all the things on there that go into what it means to be well for you. And like the goal of that is to make sure that there's never one area that's taking away from any of the others. And so that has been a super big awakening for a lot of people to recognize that it is possible for different 
aspects of things that make you well to actually steal from other areas, right? Because like for me, for example, my work, I love my work. My work is my passion. It's my joy. But if I don't set boundaries with it and I don't like stay really focused on all the other areas as well, it could take over. It could take away from my ability to care for my body, the time that I spend with my children, my ability to be patient, the time that I have for my passions, all those types of things. So wellness is so much bigger than what we usually make it out to be, but we really have to drill down to what that means to us as individuals. That's such a great reframe. And then the next thing I was curious about was what is wellness overwhelm? Wellness overwhelm. All right. That moment where you decide that you're going to make a change because you want to feel better in your skin. Maybe you want more energy. Maybe you uh, have a weight loss goal. Maybe you don't, maybe you're trying to gain weight, whatever it is, that moment where you have to decide what you're actually going to do. And I think most women, if you can bring yourself to that moment right now, you will feel the overwhelm set in naturally. It's the fact that you are given so many options. God help you if you go on Google and you look up how to lose weight. God help you if you go on Pinterest, if you open a magazine, because you will hear a hundred different ways to get to where you're going. And you will hear a hundred different people arguing with equal passion about why their way is right. And it is overwhelming and stressful. And it leaves you in a place where you literally don't know what to do next. So oftentimes what a lot of people end up doing is they call Sally next door or they call their best friend, Sarah. And they're like, listen, I know you just lost 25 pounds. You were looking amazing at the neighborhood swimming pool last week. What did you do? Right? So they kind of short circuit the overwhelm by going to somebody that they know. And um, that actually ends up being one of the things that sets people back a little bit is because oftentimes what works for other people won't work for you. So we get caught up in this like overwhelm that sends us to a source that isn't really the place that we should be going to. And then we end up feeling bad about ourselves because what worked for Sally didn't work for us. And we end up internalizing it as something being wrong with us when really it has to do with our whole philosophy about wellness. We were never the problem. So good. I never thought of that shortcut of ask a friend could actually be setting you so much back. Yes. So what are some of the toxic mindsets you see around this concept of wellness today? Mm -hmm. I have to look at my notes because I have a list that's like a mile long, which should tell you there's a lot of them. <laughs> the first uh, place where toxic mindsets often seep in is with framing your goals, like what your goals are in the first place. A lot of times people use their wellness as a front for hustling for their self-worth. So if you're coming into a situation, and I do feel like new moms are especially vulnerable to this because motherhood, especially becoming a mom for the first time, it does a number on like your sense of self. You, a lot of times, um, especially women who are transitioning out of the workplace into being a stay-at-home mom or women who are on maternity leave or women who are going back to work, like there's just so much that shifts in your identity. And sometimes we can latch on to wanting to make changes to our body as like this thing that we can control in order to feel good about ourselves again, when it feels like the balls are getting dropped all over the place. So that's the first toxic mindset is using our wellness for something that it really shouldn't be used for. Um, the second thing is comparing ourselves to others. Like a lot of times people make wellness goals because they're comparing themselves to people they see on magazines or to fitness influencers that they see on Instagram. And it's just so important to remember that it's the, for those people, it's their job to exercise and diet, literally. Like it's what they spend 100% of their time dedicated to. So oftentimes we expect to get results of people who spend all of their time on fitness and dieting 
when like, that's not our life. Like we have jobs, we have children, we can't spend hundred percent of our time in that. So why would we expect our results to be the same? And why would we expect our outcome to be the same? Um, I will say as kind of a side note with the right methods, you can do pretty amazing for yourself without a lot of time, but that's still who we're comparing ourselves to. Um, another thing is we latch onto the idea of healthy when sometimes things that we think are healthy aren't actually healthy. So like, for example, just because you're thin doesn't mean that you're healthy. Um, there's a registered dietitian. I love her name is Dr. Amy Porto. I think she's Dr. Amy Porto on Instagram, but she always talks about this story from when she um, went to Mexico and she caught like a parasite and she lost a ton of weight from having a parasite in Mexico on her honeymoon and like almost dying. And she got back to the States and everybody was like, wow, you look amazing. What did you do? She's like, um, I went to Mexico and got a parasite. Like, so, but in our heads, we equate thin with health. We don't think like you can have cancer and lose a bunch of weight. That just happened to somebody in my family who lost 40 pounds in like two weeks and ended up having cancer. So we, we, um, we worry about our health, but sometimes we're using metrics that don't always qualify our health. So we need to make sure we're having relationship with our doctor, um, doing all of our annual health screenings, all of that stuff to make sure that what we're striving for is actually healthy. Um, Gosh, I could keep going. Should I keep going, Alyssa? Sure, please do. Happen? This is great. <laughs> okay, all right. One size fits all approaches. That is another toxic mindset. I'm super passionate about this. Everybody's body works differently and everybody's life works differently. And I spend a lot of time in uh, my program, Your Daily Journal, which is a mini course where I teach people how to figure out what works for their unique bodies and lives. I spend a lot of time talking about like exactly how this is and why this is from an evolutionary perspective that we all are so different. And uh, it's, it's something that because it's not easy to market something that's not a cookie cutter approach. We don't see it a lot in the world. It really is like a really hard thing to market. As somebody who is not marketing a one size fits all approach, I can tell you it's really challenging to market, right? And so we don't see that in our world. And we've lost touch with the fact that that's not actually the way that our bodies work. And more importantly, it's not really the way that our lives work. We, um, in my tagline, I say, I help people to stop jumping from diet to diet and find what works for their unique body and life. And people oftentimes will latch onto the body part, not realizing that the life part is actually almost more important. Like what's going on in your life, the ways that your life is different from other people, your background, whether you've had childhood trauma, whether you come from a background of food scarcity or food abundance, your relationships with all these different things in your life, like it's all connected. And we don't, think about that when we do traditional wellness programs. Like if you go and you do a traditional diet, like a beach body, paleo, Arbonne, whole 30 juicing, nobody talks to you about the boundaries that you have with your spouse or the people around you. Nobody talks to you about, you know, whether you, um, have issues surrounding your money mindset. And so you keep sabotaging yourself by not getting a gym membership. Like nobody talks to you about those things, but they are extremely important for your overall success. Another big toxic mindset is believing that we're the problem, which I kind of talked about already. This is also something that's been exacerbated by the fact that fitness and mark, uh, excuse me, fitness and nutrition are billion dollar industries with a B. And so most of the information that we get comes through marketing. And in order for us to be marketed to, we need to believe that we have a problem and that that problem is solvable. So we are constantly barraged in the media with this idea that you have a problem, you have a problem you have a problem. And then when we counter that 
with the bad results that we get from most of our dieting attempts, we really believe that we are the problem. And that is a huge toxic mindset that we have to overcome. Uh, and then the last big one is we're just really out of touch with our bodies. We don't know what works for them. We're not in tune with their body signals because we live in a society where we literally are forced to push our body signals down. Like if you're in the workplace and you're tired and you have a deadline, you better go get some coffee and meet that deadline because you don't want to lose your job. When you're at home and you have a bunch of sick children or like I was last week, I had to go to the ER with all three of my kids for four hours straight. Like we don't live in a village anymore. There's nobody who's going to come and rescue you. So what do you have to do? You have to push down the fact that you're hungry. You have to push down the fact that you're tired and you have to get through it. So because of all of these things that we're dealing with, because of our society, we're really out of touch with our bodies and what they need. And I'm going to stop my toxic mindsets there. <laughs> no, that was a really good dive. I like the fact that it's so holistic, you know, the boundaries and listening to your body signals. Cause yeah, I've mm -hmm. run up against all those in my personal life, or I've been working toward wellness in those areas without realizing, oh, that was a boundary issue. Mm -hmm. So putting a name on it is helpful. I love the B word. Boundaries are beautiful. <laughs> so what's the first thing you tell moms who don't seem to be getting the results they're looking for? Uh, I tell them that it's not them. That's the first thing I tell them because that's the first hurdle we have to get over. Um, we have to let go of all that negative self-talk and all that negative stuff in our headspace so that we can actually make room for looking for innovative solutions. Because a lot of times people get so stuck on the fact that they've quote unquote failed so many times before that they just get stuck and like their brain gets stuck in this pattern of just thinking about how things haven't worked and there's no room for hope and there's no room for good things. So that's where we start. So good. And then if I'm looking for something beyond weight loss, I've decided, okay, I'm not the problem. That's good. What about feeling good in my own skin? That mm -hmm. should be my goal. What would you say to me? Amazing. I love it. Great job. <laughs> way to, way to choose something that is a, a goal that will ultimately make you feel better. So I would, first of all, give you an amazing like high five and a pep talk. Um, I do like to remind people that weight isn't evil. I think that we are going through this phase of like breaking up with the scale and all that. And it's, it's wonderful because your weight is not your worth. Right. But I also think that we need to reset and remember that, um, your, if your weight doesn't have any moral value, if your weight doesn't make you good or bad, then we can make room for it just to be a tool, right? Because you can gather valuable data from yourself using weight as one of your metrics, not your only metric. You should be looking at other metrics too, but let's just make sure that we're addressing like that, that we're not focusing on feeling good on our skin because we haven't resolved our mental blocks around weight. Cause sometimes it can be a tool for avoidance and that's not going to get us anywhere either. We've got to confront that head on. Now, sometimes if you're coming back from like disordered eating or a really hard period, sometimes avoidance is a thing that you have to do to save your skin. And that is a conversation that you can have with your health provider or your mental health specialist. But if you're not in like an extreme position, just consider if avoidance is really the thing. And then beyond that, I just tell them, you know, really wellness and feeling good in your skin is about making good choices for your body. And when you get to the point where you're making good choices for your body, kind of accidentally when you're doing it right, you, the way your body looks will change. And, and I actually have kind of gotten away from working with my clients on making weight loss goals. Even my clients who come to me for weight loss, because I recognize that I've recognized that we don't actually really have to care that much about seeing what's happening to the scale 
or like focusing. Like when I was a new personal trainer, it was like, you would sit people down and you'd be like, we're going to aim for you to lose five pounds a month. And if you lose five pounds a month, by Christmas, you will have lost 45 pounds and then you will reach your goal. Like it was very like measured and automatic. And it was like, we were taught that you have to set smart goals in order for people to reach their goals. And you really actually don't when it comes to changing the way your body looks. So I would just tell them like, just focus on making the next right choice for yourself and everything else is going to fall into line. That is a really freeing perspective. It's not shoot. I can't figure out what my smart goal should be or shoot, I'm not making my smart goal. It's no, 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 actually invest in the process of this is a lifestyle change and then forget about the goal and it will happen. Exactly, exactly. It's so beautiful to watch. I so agree that wellness and getting fit and feeling great about yourself shouldn't have to take up the majority of your time and brain space. So I'm mm-hmm. so happy that that's another focus for you. Because as moms, we want to get back to living, taking care of our families, growing as women with our own individual gifts and talents. So I love that your focus is on freeing up our time and mental energy for the things that really matter, aka ourselves, our families, God, etc. Mm-hmm, so, so would true. you tell our listeners where we can find you and if you have a free download for them to take action steps on this? Yes. Well, your first best place to find me is over on my podcast, which is Rock Your Wellness with Lauren Chante. It's on Apple, Spotify, my website, and like a bunch of other places. Um, and then, yes, I have a free download for you guys. It's a little journal, um, like some journal prompts to help you guys with simplifying your wellness and to work through some of these toxic mindsets. And you can find that at laurenchante.com forward slash unbusy. So that's there for you guys to download. And then I'm on all the social media platforms as Lauren Chante official. Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Lauren. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. Bye for now. Have a great day.